everybody welcome to the seeds podcast my name is wendu ajim and i'm your host today um today i have with me Chantel bailey hello good morning <laughs> good morning <laughs> and i also have with me adam dovlo hello 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 hi thank you guys <laughs> seriously like it never gets old <laughs> Okay. No, it really doesn't. <laughs> Thanks, ladies, for being here. Of course, as you know, I appreciate you guys. So today we're talking about an interesting topic. Uh, talking about knowing God. There's this quote that is in my head that I don't quite remember, but it was something about how the Christian life is really a journey of knowing God like from one level to another. Um, I don't remember how you said it because it was more profound than how I'm saying it now. But um, knowing God is definitely something that is important in our work with God. And scripture reveals that God wants to be known. And we're going to get into that for sure. So um, before we start, I want to read a portion of scripture because as you know, we love scriptures on this podcast and i hope you do as well uh, we're gonna start with that scripture we're gonna pray and then we're gonna go in okay so revelations three twenty says and i know you guys are probably shocked like why is she talking about revelations first of all revelations one says one verse one says this is the revelation of jesus christ so it already like makes the book of Revelation is a friendly book because the whole book is a prophecy revealing Jesus Christ to us. Um, and that already tells you that God wants to be known. <laughs> but let's not get ahead of ourselves. We're reading Revelation 3.20 and it says, I'm going to read NKJV and then I'm going to, no, I'm going to read NLT and then I'm going to read NKJV. So it says, look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. And KJV says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. Um, and I read the NKGV because um, they separated it. The Lord coming in to dine with us or with whoever opens the door and us dining with him. That's like a very important uh, separation. And you know, scripture is very, very intentional. So let us pray. Father Lord, we thank you for the opportunity that we have um, to be in your family. We thank you, Jesus, for making this possible through your sacrifice on the cross we thank you because it is an immense um, pleasure and opportunity to spend our days knowing you, um, enjoying relationship and fellowship with you. And we thank you that even um, even in this time that you will unveil yet another side of you that we may not have considered before. The Lord, that everyone that listens to this will, their hearts will just be open and the Holy Spirit you will do a quick work in hearts that have turned to stone that you replace it with hearts of flesh and that as you draw us closer to yourself we will respond by coming closer by seeking you more uh, because we know that those that seek you diligently with all their hearts find you because you want to be found <laughs> thank you jesus thank you father thank you holy spirit in jesus name we've prayed Amen. 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 So, uh, we're going to start with just throwing this very, very open, even before any questions are raised, um, by asking uh, a lovely Chantel and Adam what they want to say about the concept of knowing God um, and how or why that's important in our walk with God. Um. Knowing God, that's that's huge, right? I think that shifts from when you first become a Christian to when you start to mature in God. And that concept of knowing God is 
it, it shifts. So for me, when I when I first got saved, when I was like uh, nine or ten years old, I wasn't really conscious about that, like knowing God and why that was important. But I think as time um, has gone on, I realized that I need to understand God himself. Not just what his word says or experiencing him in worship um, or like through communion and fellowship with other Christians and other believers, but really understanding his heart and his mind. The word declares that we have the mind of Christ. And I feel like sometimes it's that whole performative thing where we can go to church, we can spend time in the word, we can do all those things, but we, we don't know God as we should. I feel like God desires intimacy with him first, as opposed to pursuing the things of God. I'm not saying the things of God is not aren't important. Absolutely they are. Very crucial, highly important in our walks before God. But I think the priority has to be knowing the mind and the heart and desire of God, what he wants for us and what he wants and his desire for the world really. It changes your perception about how you see people and so before you may just see people uh, as, oh yes, you have your friends, you have your family, etc. But it shifts when you get to know the heart and the mind of God. You get to know and experience that sort of heart for people in a different way than you would have before. And that your passion now is about wanting other people and desiring passionately to see other people um, experience this good God, this mighty God, this consistent and faithful God, as opposed to that segmentation where you have, well, yes, I'm going to witness to my friends, I'm going to witness to my family, but you just, you see people in the street, you just desire that, right? That That's that that's a natural thing of understanding the heart and the mind of God is like, there's that natural desire that rises up within, within us to really want everyone we encounter, everyone that we see, even those people we don't encounter, right? To experience that amazing, the most, the most high God and amazing God. So yeah, those are my thoughts. Hmm. Yeah, that's really good. Thank you. Um, before Adam goes in, I just want to ask you, uh, I just want to ask you what you mean by um, the things of God, because I feel like someone is going to ask, uh, what do you mean by the things of God when you say intimacy with God is more important than pursuing the things of God? Can you elaborate, please? Yes, I did, uh, Wendy. I can absolutely elaborate. Thank you for the <laughs> wow. opportunity. Seriously, was all of that necessary? I, I'm just asking. I'm terribly sorry. I will hold back. Please don't. Myself. No, no. I mean, do you have to be all of who you are? We love all, all of who you are. Oh Lord, she says all. Thank you, Jesus. That's so beautiful. Friends, I love my friends. <laughs> wow. She still loves I mean, us, you know. When they yeah. like a few months later, she still loves us. That's awesome. I really, really love my friends. There you go. There you go. You keep declaring it, honey. I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry, Wendy. Wendy was trying to have a serious podcast. We're over here. No, this podcast has never been serious. Why am I deceiving myself? What? <laughs> I'm trying so hard. I really See, okay. First of all, I feel like we should emphasize that God is a happy God, and He's a really joyous. He is a really joyful, joyous human. Okay, yeah. not human, but like personality yeah. and person and when you see people of god gather and they're laughing and giggling and cracking jokes yo has god cracked jokes with you before you're still learning work all the time you're still all learning work time. so uh i've never presumed that this would be a serious podcast um and sometimes of course we have our serious moments but all this is great honestly you can laugh and giggle and crack jokes please be free please Chantal, go oh, for thank it thank you <laughs> 
Thank you. I will. I will not edit my behavior then in that man. In that. Thank respect. you. Anyhow. So when I think of the things of God, I think of uh, uh, anointings and giftings, like the gifts of prophecy, gifts of teaching, gifts of worship, um, works, you know, helping others, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, I think about those things, and I also think about, you know, we have an inheritance in God as well. We have an inheritance in Christ, which means that we'll see the goodness of the Lord of the land and live and right. So it means that we'll, God will bless us with uh, connections and people and family and, and, and possessions and awesome opportunities to spread his gospel. So for me, it's like, I remember it was so random. And I guess I'll share as, as it happened. I was, I was in the, when I was at University of Manchester, I was walking down my corridor in my department and it just struck me about how we, we interact with each other in our department, you know, some of us, well, you know, this is when I'm doing my PhD, some of us are really, really good friends, you know, some of us weren't, um, you know, you have profs, everyone in that whole section. And it just, God just showed me the different types of relationships, you know, and one of the things God wanted to show me in that moment was, don't just come to me when you want something. I want to be in your life. I want to be your life not these different segmented relationships where I come to God if I want, obviously we can come to God when we want things, we can come to God when we want uh, direction or healing or some sort of breakthrough or whatever. But God really, it really struck me when God said to me, I want connection with you that is not based on the events going on in your life or what I can do for you. I want that connection to be constant I want that un- the underlying core relationship that we have together. I want it to be just a, a beautiful connection that permeates all through your life. Not just, well, I'm going to seek God for financial breakthrough. I'm going to seek God for uh, healing or whatever. But it's that constant, that core of who that relationship he wants is that that it's just a beautiful friendship you know what I mean um oh that's beautiful so that's how I how I see it that's what God God wants for us um and that's his desire for us to have this beautiful intimacy with him that's not dependent on what we're going through Mm. so that's how I separate that's how I separate them them out wow that's really good. Um, thank you. And it reminds me of something I read. I think I read it on Twitter. <laughs> it was very jarring and shocking and humbling. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said, a lot of us are familiar with a God we do not know. No. Hey. 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 <laughs> wow. That's, that's, uh, wow. <laughs> interesting. It's painful. It's painful. She says painful. It <laughs> it's painful because a lot of, like, if you think about, even when you think about, let's let me bring that like practically, like when you're reading the Word of God, right? Or you go to church and somebody's sharing the scripture, and you're like, oh yeah, I've heard that scripture before. I know it now. I'm f- I'm familiar, and like over familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Over familiarity kicks in, right? And the life of that scripture doesn't have a chance to permeate. Um, the Bible says, receive the engrafted word of God with meekness. The word of God is able to save, but you need to receive it with meekness. And over familiarity doesn't allow us to have a posture of meekness when we are... Um, when we engage in the word of God. And that's just one aspect. And so like imagine being familiar with someone that you don't really know. But you're claiming like you know them. Or you think that you know them. But God is like do you do you really know me? Or do you just know of me? Because that's another part. A lot of people know of God. Yeah. 
maybe because they're always in church meetings or they hear people talk about him but they've not given time to knowing God for themselves um, and there's a big difference knowing of someone and knowing the person there's a difference between knowing Barack Obama as the ex-president of the United States and his wife knowing him is it's, it's different you know what I'm saying like uh yeah god wants to be known okay adam before we go in give give us what you have to say please yes please <laughs> um yeah thanks for that that was um when um chantal was talking about you know that separation what you said when do was what what I was thinking of just in terms of, yeah, the things of God, the things that people sometimes will say, I do this and I do that for the Lord and which is great. It's important. Um, and, and also knowing like I've, cause for me, sometimes people say, Oh yeah, my, my family, my family is this or that or is Christian, you know? And, and so, you know, I just, that's what I was like kind of, gravitate into without knowing God and that's the knowing of God right that I can know of him um and yet not know him which can sometimes be tricky right so a lot of people it's like oh but this is this is something that it's it's always been in my realm of familiarity so what do you mean that I don't know him um so that that can be tricky for people um but when 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 I think of knowing God and what is important, I always, I don't know, it always sends me back to that very first verse in Scripture, like right at the beginning. It says, "In the beginning, God." Um, and I find that that is such a that's for me, especially in a lot of the Old Testament, it's just it sets the precedent for how God wants us to look at things through his eyes like when when he says in the beginning god is very intentional like you said wendu right so to me it speaks of oh he that's the first thing he's the first person like it, it's it's all starts from him so if i want to really understand myself if i really want to understand other people or know them if i really want to you know walk in the fullness of all that he says he's called me to if i really want to know why he does what he's doing or how he does what he's doing it's important to know him and that's for me that's you know where it all kind of it starts from him and so um it just for me it's absolutely important that i know him that i i'm intimately like like Chantal was saying that 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 intimacy for me is so key um, because I find that without that I'm sort of already starting off on uh, on a presumption or starting off in a place where it might not actually lead me where I want to go if I do indeed want a relationship with him or if I indeed want to walk the way that he has called me to. Um, so I think that is paramount, right? That he, he sets it out for us right from the get-go. He says, in the beginning, God. Um, and so that's often what I think about when I think, oh yeah, knowing God, that's that's where you want me to have it put in, in you know, focus for me. Um, in in just broad stroke way and i imagine you want to go into more detail in other things so i'll stop talking now <laughs> and let you do that when do you, you don't have to stop talking please we love your voice yes, we love do. your voice yeah. and everything you say don't wow, stop guys. absolutely don't oh stop. my god people are saying to that we're just over here seriously okay wow that was beautiful guys thank you very much and yes i do agree everything starts from the place of knowing him and when we get to the part where we're talking about um why it is important to know him you'll see why but just to touch on that a bit uh, maybe i should not get ahead of myself i will wait i will wait and talk about that then so to go back to our scripture, which we started with, uh, it says, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, 
I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. First of all, that is like really, really profound. Number one. Number two, God is a a perfect gentleman. He does not barge in. (laughs) He likes to be invited in. But number three, the fact that he wants to share a meal together as friends, it, it like speaks of intimacy and speaks of relationship and if you've been alive for longer than five years at least um, you would know that friendships take time to grow and blossom Um, and the fact that he's saying he wants to share a meal together as friends already tells you that there's there's more to Christianity than oh, yes, I accepted the gospel and now I'm a believer or every day I'm praying, I'm fasting. What is, like, to what end? Um, Jesus was saying to the Pharisees, you guys are reading the scriptures hoping, how did he say it? Like, you're reading the scriptures hoping that, that you'll find something. I don't remember how he says it, but basically he was saying, but the scriptures speak about me. Like they talk about me. So you can be someone who's reading scripture as a way to uh, mark time or like, oh yeah, I've done my Christian duty for today and miss the point, which is everything is pointing back to Christ and everything is pointing back to knowing him and relationship. And, Uh, We can see throughout scripture that God wants to be known. And even in Genesis, as Adam was saying, we see that he is a relational being. He likes, he he is love, first of all. He is love. He has so much love to give. And he also wants affection. And in Genesis, we see when he says, let us make man. So even before the existence of man, God has always been a relational being. So it makes sense that, with man he will also want relationship right um like if if god didn't want to be known i i often think like why would someone write a whole book about himself um like in different in different stories and his relationship with different people if he didn't want you to know who he was, it was almost like he wrote scriptures to introduce himself in a very, very lengthy way. Like, okay, if you don't get it with Abraham, maybe you'll get it with Sarah because you're a woman, or maybe you'll get it with Hannah, or okay, if you don't get it with these people, maybe you'll get it with with Peter who denied me three times, but somehow was still restored. Like he literally wrote this very, very long letter about himself that reveals his heart his character, his mind, the way he thinks, and the way he does his things. And the Bible in and of itself is living proof that we have a God or we serve a God that wants to be known like innately, like he wants to be known by you. He already knows us, right? He also wants to know you. That's also part of relationship. Like I said, friendship grows, but he also really, really, really wants to be known. So then... The question is, if we are serving a God who wants genuine, deep relationship and fellowship with us, how do we go about that? Like, what do we do um, to ensure that our daily walk with God is intentional um, in knowing God or like increasing what we know about God? Like, how do you wake up every day saying, huh, how can I know God better? How can I know my friend better? Um, I'm going to read some scriptures and then we're going to go into answering those questions. So Jeremiah 9:23 and 24 says, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man glory in his might. Nor let the rich man glory in his riches. But let him who glories, glory in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord, 
exercising loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these I delight, says the Lord. That was Jeremiah 9, 23-24. Can you imagine God saying, like, it's not about your wisdom, it's not about your might, it's not about your riches. Anybody who glories, let, the, let this be what they're boasting in, that they know me. That's wild if you think about it. That's why Paul could say, I yep. count everything lost yep. for the sake <laughs> yep. of knowing God. That's crazy. Um, yep. Adam, it seems yep. like you want to say something. Yep. Go and jump in. No, I, I just, I, it just, it, when you were reading that scripture, it did make me think of Paul, um, even throughout who we're talking. And you've already said like the beginning part of that scripture, but towards the end, it's in, I believe it's in Philippians 3, right? Yeah. Where Paul is saying, oh, oh, to know him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, to know him and the um, power of his resurrection. And a lot of times we end there, but he says to share in his sufferings yeah. or the fellowship Obviously. of his sufferings, to become, to become like him yeah. in his death, that by all means possible. Like that is the treasure, right? Yeah. It's There is something about knowing him that goes beyond, you know, um, oh, like I just... Like Chantal was saying, I just want something and so I go to him like a vending machine kind of thing or that I know of him because he is familiar to somebody else or I've been told of him. But now he it's this relational God who is just like, I, oh, I, oh, that I would know him. Um, And there's some because because what I, I, I. As you read what Paul says, I mean, even after that and even in other letters, um, Paul recognized that if that that is the, you know, the that's the, you know, the ultimate thing so that everything else flows from that. Like it, I, I find that even for myself, knowing God better and better and better, it changes how I live, you know, like it changes what I think about the world, it changes how I relate to it, it changes how I relate to my brothers and sisters in the faith, but also changes how I relate to, to, to you know, government. And it, it, it really does impact every area of life because when I have had a taste of who God is, you know, like that thing where you're like, oh, when you first got to know, you know, you first heard the gospel, you you heard something about it. And I think oftentimes people think, oh, I don't know how to hear from God. Like, I don't I don't know how to hear him. So I, he must not want to know me. But really, even the fact that you for, for you to have come to know him, even that is you having heard him, you know, like sometimes we've been lied to to say that it's so difficult to hear from him. Yeah. He really, like you were saying there, Wendu, he has even given us, he's given us somewhere to even start in scripture where he's shown us of himself and continues to speak to us through other people's stories every day. He make it available to us. He inspired scripture that was breathed out from him so that we can know what it is to look at what, like all the things that point to who he actually is and how he actually is so that when I you know, I'm thinking about him or when I'm talking to him that that I can, you know, look back on those things and know, oh yeah, he says he's the same God. That means then that same God who is faithful is still faithful to me today. Um, that that same God who is full of joy is still full of joy today, that that same. So it's it's amazing how he has given us all that we need, actually. Like he he's, he's not hiding himself from us and he wants us to draw in close. Like he loves us so much. It's out of his love that he wants us to know him. That to me is just crazy. Like that's, I don't, like why would a God who knows everything and is, infallible and incredible choose to have a relationship with us because that's who he is and it's this beautiful thing of him drawing us in and knocking and saying the invitation is always open and as immediately when we say yes he comes in and he's like let's eat together let's spend time together and like you were saying Wendu, yeah it does a lot of times take time but he is calling us in deeper. And all we have to do is say yes and come and sit at the table and eat with him. 
and share a meal. I often think about Jesus and the disciples and how he he illustrates that for us and shows us that in their story all the time. Yeah, I love that. Um, I love that a lot. And I love that you mentioned Jesus and the disciples because there's one particular one that was, I, I think he was so intentional and um, he he didn't, he wasn't shy about his affection. So I guess, I assume that these people were in a culture where showing that much affection wasn't culturally appropriate, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm just guessing. But you will see where he will say the one that Jesus loved. Like he would lay his head upon his shoulder this is john by the way and john is very interesting when he's writing his own <laughs> his own accounts um but you could tell like he really 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 loved god and was pressing in it wasn't just uh you know being a disciple and making sure that his schedule was okay for the day. He's like, no, let me let me come closer. Let me come a little closer. And like Adam says, he's always drawing us in. And when we say that it takes time, it's not in any way to discourage us in any way, shape, or form. It's just for you to think about your relationships in real life. Okay, your relationship with God is also real life, but... <laughs> relationship with people that you the other people in your life okay let me say it like that your relationship with other people in your life i've been friends with adam for years the the way we were friends the first day is not the way that we're friends now the things that we could talk about then we're talking about deeper things now and the same thing with chantelle because we gave ourselves time to build trust to know each other to tell uh, to be vulnerable with ourselves because of course friendship and relationships grow with vulnerability and i feel like god is already vulnerable with us in the scripture like he's already like exposed himself and said oh yeah come let's talk more you know like i don't know it's so cool i don't know Sorry, that made me laugh. That's a really good one. Oh, yeah, come. <laughs> but it's so true. I've already, I've already shown you everything. Yeah, he asked me this. Like how people say, "What are you, what are you bringing to the table?" I've brought myself. I've, I've laid it all out. That's amazing, isn't it? Oh yeah, come. That's it's amazing. Crazy. It's just, I, it blows my mind every time. And that love, like I totally, like the more I get to know him. Just to encourage you, um, if you're listening and you're thinking, oh, it takes time, I don't know that I... But it's like the more you get to know him, it's like you've tasted and you've seen and you're hooked for life. You know, that kind of thing where it's just like, yeah. oh, now I just, I really just want to know more. And and that, that, I totally understand the psalmist when he says, your love is better than life. Like, right. it's just you like you 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 learn this and you're like oh i feel like there's so much more there and i want to go in there and and sometimes it is you know it can be a little scary because you're like i'm so vulnerable right now but it's so it's so good that you taste and then he gives you more and that just gives me a picture of eternity of like i get to know him more and more it, it's to me it's less of a discouragement and more of a Oh, this is so good. Like, <laughs> I just want all of it. I just want to keep drinking and keep going in deeper with them. For sure. Ah, Chantel, you've been quiet. I have been quiet because I wanted to hear what you had to say without interrupting. Oh, wow. How kind. Is that okay? How kind. Is that okay? So nice. nice. That's so nice. Look at you display. If we nature. if we actually believe him, <laughs> but okay. Yes, no. yes. You, you, you make it sound like didn't hasn't Wendu just talked about how we know you? Damn. You make it sound like we don't know you. This one if if it was the first day we just met you and you wow. said this, maybe maybe. But alas unbelievable. You know? Alas You are you are known by us. Wow. We are known. Uh -huh. That's all part wow. of it now. To know Amazing, and to be known. Right? 
we we Father see God, you. I, I said I get to you. Space and I'm still getting, you know, they don't believe me. Oh, we <laughs> bringing God into this. It's all love. We are talking about oh, God, oh, aren't we? You can bring him. He knows you. Yeah, he knows you more that you are, you are trying to form Shakara here. We know, we know, we know better, but we I'm believe you. It's okay. Chantal, please. We, we choose to believe you. Oh, she said we choose. To. Choose. Thank you for using the power of choice that God gave you. I'm so happy that you're executing that. Too. Using that in the way that you should. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Way to have boundaries and choices. Good job. Wow. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh, amazing, yeah. amazing. Oh, Anyhow, geez. so when Ella was talking, actually, it made me think of a few things. It made me think of there's that song that Elevation sings, and they talk about the same God. And sometimes, because we live in a modern society, sometimes it's hard to believe that God can do the same things or even greater things, or even different things than he did in biblical times. But the song says, I'm calling on the God of Jacob. I'm calling on the God of Moses. You know, I'm calling on the God of Mary. I'm calling on the God of David, you know. And I think, I I love that song because it kind of reminds me that, oh my gosh, yes, I can call on the God of David. I can call on the God of Mary. Even though I'm trying to figure out something that's, really technical and have to do with some pharmaceutical intervention, I can still call on God because he's able to, to help me through. And I love that, you know, and I, I think for me, what I'm learning this season is, is, is relying on God for everything. That's why it's so important for me to know his heart and know his mind. I know his mind, sorry, because he is my source. So everything I do is out of that reservoir of God. You know what I mean? So it's not like, well, I do church stuff in God. And then once I leave that building, um, then I do things in my own power, my own strength. It, it doesn't work that way. As I said, God wants our, our relationship with him to be pervasive through every aspect of our lives. So for me, sometimes I call upon God when I want to figure out something highly technical. I I will call on God when I'm trying to to cook something, you know, just absolutely random things. Like, Father God, give me wisdom in how to be in this meeting. Give me wisdom in how to relate to person X over there. Give me wisdom, oh God, because at the end of the day, it's your heart for them that I want to be demonstrated towards that person or demonstrating towards that situation. So for me, you know, I, I, I like the idea of, as Wendy, you were describing of, like when we first came into kingdom, our relationship looked one way. But as we have evolved, as the relationship has gone on, matured, it changes. And I tell you sometimes, my relationship with God changes sometimes from month to month, it feels like. Um but what, what's happening, though, is that it's a consistent move closer to getting to know his heart and getting to know his mind. You know what I mean? And, and for me, that's really, really beautiful. And I never thought of the word like that, actually, when you say that God has revealed his heart in his word. He's revealed his mind in his word. You know, that's so beautiful because you kind of think of, oh, my gosh, it's right there in front of me and I can access it whenever I want to access it. But also I feel like God wants that consistent communion with us through his Holy Spirit. You know what I mean? And I think that's beautiful as well, that this mighty sovereign, almighty great God can want to get to know us and get to know, like even down to like the things that we may not even think are absolutely important. However, they're important to him. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's not just the big things. It's the little things. God cares if you, if, if you like a particular brand of something and you, you can't find that. God cares about that. Imagine. And he will help you find it. And then it might be the big thing. You may need healing from something quite big and quite significant. God cares about that too. Look at that range of how God cares about us. 
and loves us. That's so beautiful and amazing to me. And that's what blows my mind. I go into the supermarket, oh, Father God, help me find X, Y, Z. He helps me. But yet, he can also help me uh, heal me. He can deliver me from something that's been going on for years. You know what I mean? It's, it's just, it's beautiful. It really is beautiful. Yeah. I love how you said that he cares about the tiny things up until the big things because that's so important. And as you will know with any relationship, okay, first of all, I feel like God wanting to be known just shows his humility because he doesn't have to want to be known by you. He knows us, knew us before we're born, knows everything we're going to do because he's, he's like, uh, he's not bound by time. So imagine, okay, I feel like sometimes it's easier for people to understand when you break it down to people that they can see. Imagine, I don't know why I keep using Barack Obama, but let's just, let's just keep with that example. Imagine Barack Obama wanting to really be known by you, not just wanting to be known as the ex-president of the United States. He's like, no, 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 I want you to know who I really am. Very very strange because why you don't, you don't really need to you don't really need to know need me to know you like that I don't, I don't understand maybe <laughs> I, is it not is it not crazy to people somebody who just stay he has all the power all the knowledge he can do anything at the snap of his finger Bible says that he's he sat on his throne and the earth is his footstool so if he shakes his leg anyhow the earth can collapse. <laughs> the earth can collapse and yet he's just sit, sitting there with all the love in his heart saying but I know I know I know I'm powerful I know I'm powerful but I want you to really really know me do you know how crazy that is hey god I don't it's it is is it's very humbling insane. it's actually actually very very humbling yeah and I think yeah and it's the kindness of God. It's his grace to us for him to want us to know him. I just, uh, it just, it blows my mind. I, I have, I often, I'm speechless when I think about just knowing God. I often find that it, mm. it gives me perspective. Like it, it humbles me because I recognize whose I am and, and his nature. Um, and, and all to know him it's like how you know people say show me your friends and i'll show you your character or something but like as i know him yeah. i become more like him <laughs> like i just and to be like him mm. is to be kind and humble and to yeah. be wanting to be known like it's it's amazing to me that he demonstrates his grace to us by saying i want you to know me i want you to come in closer I love you. I love you beyond words. My love is better than life. I I really really want you to know the immenseness of my of my love for you, the how wide, how deep, <laughs> how vast and and yet how it how it ranges from the smallest thing to the biggest possible thing you can think of. I love you. I love you. You are mine. I am yours. Oh, that blows my mind. He says to us, I am yours. I love you. I love you. And it changes everything. It changes everything. I'm so grateful for his love. I'm so grateful that he chooses to be known. I'm so grateful because it really does change the way I live. It changes, it changes everything. He changes everything. He's so good. He's so good. Yeah, I absolutely, um, totally agree. And I'm almost, in, it's just making me really emotional actually, because I'm, I'm thinking about, um, as Adam, you were saying, 
our response, right? That that connection and, and depth and intimacy with God, getting to know him really changes our response to how we, our outlook, right? Our outlook um, on ourselves and our outlook on other people as well. You know, I remember sometimes I was, I was just walking somewhere and I looked at someone and I know it just dropped into my heart. God loves them. The same amount he loves oh, me. So beautiful. He loves them. That person over there. And that, it, it caused me to pause. I was like, wow. And then I guess over the few, last few years, it's just really changed, changed my heart towards more people than things really. Just recognizing that the same heart and passion God has towards us as his people, he has towards everyone. And to me, that's so beautiful. Who are we to withhold his love from others, right? And for me, that's a, that's a challenge. You know what I mean? Because, you know, you grew up and as a certain person likes to tell me all the time that we get socialized certain ways in society. We get socialized because of our culture, our gender or academic achievements, maybe. I don't know. We have we get socialized in different ways that some people are better than some and some people are lower than some and some people are, are worth time and some people aren't worth time. Some people are worth love. Some people aren't worth any love. But God doesn't see people like that. He sees people with a, his heart, which is that he sent his son to die for all of us. Who are we then to categorize people to worthy and not worthy? And I think for me, that's the big challenge that um, I'm walking through at the moment, actually. Every time that a thought comes into my mind that person X is not worthy over there, I, 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 I smash it. I absolutely smash it. I said, no, Jesus came for him too. Jesus came for her too. Who am I to categorize people? I come from from a society that loves to categorize people into classes and structures and all sorts. God doesn't care about any of that. God just wants our hearts. And his love towards us is continuous. And it's present and it's real, irregardless of our standing in society. Whether you're a king or a queen or you're a homeless person on the street, his love is, is, is still the same for all of those people. It's amazing. It really is, for sure. And I, I, I don't you could go ahead. I feel like you wanted to say something. Oh no, I was just thinking when you said that, Chantel, the word that came to my mind is steadfast. It's steadfast love. It doesn't it's no shaking. There is no, you know, it cannot be moved. It's steadfast. It's faithful. It's sure. For sure. Yeah. And I love that Chantel, you spoke about Jesus because that's another way that God reveals to us that he wants to be known <laughs> um, through the life, death, resurrection, ascension of Jesus Christ. John three sixteen says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And then Jesus came and told us what is eternal life. In case you're wondering why he came to die, let me tell you. <laughs> John seventeen three says, and this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. That's if you did not, if if there was question mark there, he answered it. He answered it. Can you imagine that Jesus came to die? So that you might have eternal life, and eternal life is that you may know God and Jesus. Wow. How? Why? What? I'm even me. I'm just like everything. I'm blown away. I've been blown out of the building. <laughs> 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 out. 
I've been blown out. She said out. <laughs> she been blown out. is not enough. Yeah, you need you the need hitch, it. as she would say. The the he, the hitch, yeah, as they would need, say. You need the hitch. The house. I've been blown out. It's hitch, people. <laughs> Amazing. It's humbling because when Jesus Christ died on the cross, right? says that the veil was torn from top to bottom and that speaks to like if you follow the the story in the old testament you know that it was only the high priests that were supposed to go into the holy of holies and so there was a veil and as jesus died that veil was torn and uh, we see that in scripture you can look at mark fifteen thirty-eight. so that means that we can come boldly to the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy come and on. help in time of need. We can come boldly to know God. We can seek God knowing that he wants to be found. I feel like uh, that's something that needs to change in the way that we approach everything because we're going to talk briefly about how we can be intentional um, in our relationship with God. But I feel like when you come knowing that God wants to be found by you, God wants to be known by you, God wants to fellowship with you. Every time in church in uh, when we're in Nigeria when I was in Nigeria, the, you end the service with May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. The fellowship God want He loves fellowship. I've heard different people. It has happened to me once where after spending time with God, God said, thank you for spending time with me. I say, eh, me? Me? Who am I? Hey, <laughs> God. He loves it. Even uh, I think Benny Hinn also shared how when he had just encountered God and encountered the Holy Spirit, like the Holy Spirit was thanking him for fellowshipping with him. That's so strange because we're the ones that benefit. If you think about it, we're the ones that benefit, but somehow he loves you so much. He wants to spend time with you and wants you to spend time with him and also enjoy him. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I don't know. I don't know the thing is humbling you guys the way it's humbling me, but, um, yeah. And with that, we have come to the end of this episode. In the next episode, we're going to talk about how we can intentionally know God and pursue a deep, close relationship with the person of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and how we can grow in our relationship with Him. Until then, I hope you stay blessed. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And don't forget to plant seeds generously.